Thanks so much for downloading the podcast. If you would like to support the pod financially, we're on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash haveawordpod. If you sign up, you can get potential discounts on merch, future live shows post-Rona. But the big one is you'll get the Wednesday full episode, which is exclusive on Patreon. So Monday, that's for everybody. Friday, that's for every motherfucker as well. But Wednesday is just for patrons. Sign up at patreon.com slash haveawordpod. Appreciate you. What is happening, kids? Today's sponsor, as always, is Beer52. Now, if you don't know who these are yet, where have you been? They are the UK's most popular craft beer discovery club, and they've teamed up with us to give our listeners a free case of beer. That's eight free beers, an award-winning beer magazine, and a tasty snack. Did I mention it's for free? You pay fuck all, apart from the £5.95 postage, which is nothing. You'll then become a member of their craft beer discovery club, and they will send you a different theme every month. Previous themes have included the beers of Germany, the beers of California, Belgium, Korea, New Zealand, South Africa and many many more you'll find beers and ales you would never have found on your own also you can pause or cancel your membership to beer 52 at any time but for now just go and get your free case of beers okay go to beer52.com slash word that's b-e-e-r 52.com slash w-o-r-d and you'll get a free case of beer and every time one of you signs up they send us a bit of money you're supporting us you're getting yourself some free ale everyone's a winner now let's get back to the pod now I'm getting the word nuts. Oh, oh Jesus. Billy Muscle again. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? Who the fuck is that guy? Have you never seen me before? Don't chat to me. I can see fumes coming off your pump pump look like petrol station. Disgusting. Follow us on social media at HaveAWardPod. And don't forget to watch our very funny podcast videos on YouTube. You can subscribe at youtube.com forward slash HaveAWardPod. They go by Alan and Dave, Aaron and Dean, Grandad and the Yeti, or even Chanel and Denise. But what's for sure is they are the funniest leads in the podcast game. Don't be a Tory. Down your tabo shandy and tell a friend. This is HaveAward. Happening, you're that. <laughs> Fucking hell, lad. You've gone in out there. Hey, you've not even lubed me up a little bit. Yeah, you've just gone in fucking drying out. Oh, that's got a <laughs> what an aggressive start. <laughs> hey, can I tell you something? Last night, yeah, I don't know what happened when Laura's away this weekend, but fucking old Papa Dan, Jesus, put some moves on. I don't know what I've seen on fucking TikTok. I don't know what I've seen in porn, but something got me revved up and I got physical. It's like getting a bit of like fucking. And Laura's like, oh, Lord. It, it just came out. So, you know, when sometimes when you're like, oh, sorry. And you're all like just British about getting laid. And you're like, oh, can I, oh, God. And, and then other times you're just like in the zone. Oh, mate. I was I'm like, fucking worried that you were inspired by TikTok, which is a largely child based platform. Now, can I tell you something about my TikTok experience? There's an algorithm. If you stay on certain TikTok videos for longer, it learns what you like. If you if you like a few TikTok videos and if you skip by shit. So I've now been on TikTok properly for about three weeks because Laura got me on it. 
and it now knows how old I am and what I'm into. I think it, you put that in anyway. But when I first got on, I was like, this is just 19-year-old girls doing a dance that is fucking inane. I am seeing... <laughs> yeah, oh my God. I am now seeing parents being cunts to the, each other and the kids. I am seeing... <laughs> American football, and I'm seeing also this like women going apparently TikTok, and they point to it. They don't say it; they just point to it. Apparently TikTok groups you people you know, so you're over thirty, a single mum. I'm like, what? TikTok has learnt. It's like in Terminator. It's learnt what I'm into, and now and and which makes it more addictive. I'm like, fuck, I am enjoying this more. And one of the videos was like something about like yeah, when your husband just just fucking pinned you down and like during sex and pinned you down and and I was like maybe I should do that and I fucking <laughs> did and Laura was like oh damn it it was amazing mate I can't and she literally to the point where afterwards she was like what happened there I was like don't know I've got it in me do you know what I mean <laughs> sometimes so, maybe it's just I didn't like twatter <laughs> maybe it's the DIY of the studio you're just like watching Adam's dad hang wallpaper just put me <laughs> Going round Ikea with a scouser makes me want makes me want to beat my wife up a little bit in bed. <laughs> fucking hell, you don't need them fucking lights. These lights are shit. How fucking big is that queue? Oh my God, they're not even selling fucking <laughs> meatballs. I was fuming about you that. <laughs> I was fucking raging about that. Me and Dan went to Ikea the other day and it said, sorry, but there's no meatballs. Like they didn't have the little bistro open. It's like, what the, what's the fucking point going to Ikea? That's like go, going to Starbucks and I'm like, we've got no coffee. No, it's not quite the same. <laughs> I, I can see I can see the reasoning and I'm going to call bullshit on a little bit of the reasoning. <laughs> That's like going to Starbucks and then being like, we've got no caramel shortbread. <laughs> if you went to Ikea and they went, sorry, mate, we've run out of furniture. You'd be like, uh... I think someone's fucked up in the stock room there. <laughs> I'd like to speak to a manager. No. See, you're thinking of Ikea as a furniture store that sells meatballs. I think of it as a Swedish restaurant that you can get the odd table from. <laughs> what do you think to Ikea stuff? Yeah, yeah, really tasty. What? <laughs> Janet's talking about a fucking sideboard and you're talking about dime bar cake. Yeah, yeah, the pick and mix is fucking great. <laughs> but you were actually uh, quite oh by the way I'm sorry about the reverberation and everything we the, the studio the is starting to look what's reverberation is that like the reverb sound? yeah like it's just a bit echoey in it it's not probably it, not reverb I don't know I'm not a techie do but. they call it reverb because you're saying a verb and it's coming back at you so it's like <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is do you want to get your notepad for that one <laughs> that's the Edinburgh show fucking opening line sorry <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one of the best comedians in the country <laughs> laying eggs <laughs> I was like it's on the mode of stroke someone getting some fucking meatballs I'm banging my wife hard Adam's like is it reverb because you say a verb and it comes back to you <laughs> is Jade pregnant because I think you might be a dad mate <laughs> How did you know you were going to be a dad? My jokes. All of a no, sudden. that wasn't a joke. It was a fucking question. No. Okay. Listen. 
I don't even know it's called. It's just a bit echoey in it because we've not got all the shit. Yeah. Adam's been on Amazon buying soundproofing. And we've, that's how geeky we've got about the studio, like pointing at places on the wall going, I will have one there. I will have one there. I will have one there. Oh. And um, yeah, you were very co cool. I tell you what, Ikea was, this studio is going to, in a week, maybe even by the next public episode, will sound way different. But at the moment, we're sitting in basically a building site and it looks cool, but it's not there yet. But we've been to Ikea. We've been separately. To, you've just been to Ikea again. Yeah. We're getting there, aren't we? Your dad's been helping out. But you were very calm. Like I, you, Ikea? Yeah, I don't know. Like Because you go like Raj in your comedy and on the podcast, I'm like, God, you've got to watch for Adam. When he goes, he goes. And then I'm the one getting a bit fucked off with the queue. Like, it's all right, lad. It'll move. It'll yeah. fucking move. And it yeah. just it did. <laughs> Because a queue that doesn't move is not a queue. <laughs> That's just you and a load of your mates stood in Ikea for a bit. Yeah, but it, 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 there was a lot of trust involved. I, you know, when people say British people, they're very polite. If someone had broken into that queue at any point in my eyeline, I'd have fucking killed them with the flub flub or whatever we were buying. I'd have taken one of the fiamblobs. The fiablo. The fiablo. You're making it sound way more Italian than it is. Fioplop. It's F J A with the dots on L L B O. Fialbub. Fialbub. L L B O. That's yeah, with your L L Cool J's cousin, <laughs> smelly bastard. <laughs> they call me L L B O because. <laughs> what has happened to you today? Is that coffee now? It's <laughs> off his tits. <laughs> oh, I love it. You are off your tits. You said that you'd be off your tits. I, I, I went into Starbucks, right? Now, I asked for a cold brew. So if anyone doesn't know what a cold brew coffee is, it's coffee made with cold water, but because it's cold, you have to give it like a day for the coffee to fuse with the water. But they put so much coffee in. And the longer it's, it's in the fridge, the stronger it gets. Right. So can I have a black cold brew, please? No sugar, no sweetener. Because um, I really like it and it's calorie free and I'm still right, dieting. Right, right. And it's just, it's a warm day. Yeah, I didn't want a hot one. So, I, and they went, I heard one of the baristas say to the other one, uh, yeah, just mix it like maybe like two parts coffee to one part water. And I went, hey, hang on a minute. Fucking £3.25, love. I'll have it all coffee, please. And the fella, the scouts, I went, fucking strong as fuck. Does she know what? <laughs> she really not want any water. And I was, I went, lad, honestly, drink coffee all the time. I'd like a dead strong. Be fine for me. And he's like, it's going to blow your head off this. You know, kid, it's like treacle. And I went, honestly, lad, just leave it at sound. And I got back in the car, took me braces out so I could drink me coffee. And I had half a sip of it. And my brain just went, woo And I've now finished the whole fucking thing. Look, this is why I get drunk quite easily when I'm out yeah if I've got a drink look at that bo I opened that bottle of water when we started recording if I've got a drink oh, right. I will just drink it <laughs> and then I'll go it's that so coffee I can't, I can't be like I've got a coffee I'll pace myself I've drank the whole fucking thing it's a it's large a pint. one as well it's a, pa it's a pint a, a pint of, of pure caffeine. coffee it's a, a, a basically a pint of espresso <laughs> <laughs> with some ice so you're having heart palpitations but at least you're not warm while you're doing it yeah um L can I just, can I just, <laughs> fuck you know. can I just say, personal request for the podcast, Yeah, I love it when you drink caffeine before a pod, and I think everyone does, 
there was a point when you were just you were about two weeks into the dieting when on the on the Zoom podcast, which thank fuck feel like a million years ago, where you were a combination of like calorie deficient and a bit tired. <laughs> it was like I could see you were like, oh god, it's like your head was getting too heavy for your neck. Like, oh god, is this cunt still talking? You're like, yeah, we're on a podcast. You're like, now you're in the room with me. <laughs> you're like, I can see like just bouncing on your office chair. Like, oh, what, what are we going to talk about next, Dan? Fiablubs. Yeah, you are right though about like being sort of. I'm quite chill in IKEA and stuff. Um, what what I don't like is when things go not my way, even like one percent. So like I had in my head, IKEA is going to be chocker. We're going to queue for half an hour to get in, and it's going to be so strict on the social distance, and it's going to be a nightmare. And it's going to be waiting. God, I thought it was going to take ages, and then it didn't. It was. A decent IKEA we experience. We walked straight in, basically. Walked straight in. Um, they had pretty much everything we needed, apart from the thing I had to go back for today. And yeah, like, I, and that I, queue moved. It was it was a big queue, but we, it moved. But like you say, I was a bit chipper. I'm like, oh, this is fine. If like, I don't know, if a member of staff at IKEA had been like, uh, excuse me, you can't go there, like after someone else who works there had told me I could go there. Right. The rest of my week is over. I'd just be fuming. It's like an injustice thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, that's, to be fair, that's not, I mean, I could be like, but that's that sounds normal, doesn't it? Yeah. You add caffeine into that and then fucking. Yeah. Like, little problems are bigger to me than big problems. I've, I think I've said this before. If I came home and... My house was on fire and all my stuff was gone. I was stood next to Jade. I just was like, oh, well, just have to buy some more shit, won't we? I'm sure we'll we're fine. safe. Yeah, we're sound. It's just stuff. Yeah, as long as me, Jade, and the dog are safe, I'll, I'll get over that very quickly. About a week ago now, I made a typo on a tweet and I haven't not had a sleep where I haven't thought about it before I've dropped off. Yeah, I thought about it. <laughs> just like that. I said gate instead of hate yeah. on a tweet and it's just, it's, it's in the If back you gate the gaze. Yeah, that that was the one. Yeah, yeah. And I read it. I was like, "Oh, he's going to be fuming." And then you, it, what is it with Twitter? Like, once it's more than eighteen seconds old, you can't redo it, can you not? Because you can't, you can't edit the. Can't edit it. I could have deleted it and done it again, but then you don't get it. Like Twitter, like penalizes your reach for deleting tweets and shit. Fuck. So you just have to accept that God gates the gaze. <laughs> if you think. God gates the gays in a separate <laughs> Bit gay <of> area. <laughs> now, I think we've come a long way with, you know, gay rights, but I think we'd all like to see a come... <laughs> what is it like? What is it? Come by? What the, what's the... Come by our... One man and his dog. It, this used to be on TV when I was a kid. Did the they have TV when you were a kid? The sheep... <laughs> shut up. You can't. The sheep... <laughs> it's been a war. That's, that's not how... That's not how... I used to be on the wireless when I was a child. By the way, that was the worst impression of oldie time wireless and TV. There's been a war. There's been a war. Great, great fucking ad libbing from Dan. <laughs> oh, I think there's a war, dear. <laughs> um, one man and his dog was the sheep herding competition, and they actually showed it. This must have been like the 80s, late 80s. And you know, when you're a kid, you can watch anything. Watch the fucking Golden Girls, which was just three geriatric women, fake like friends, but nearer to death. And and I also watched One Man and His Dog. 
I seen a tweet. The joke was going to be something about like shepherding gay people into gates, but it's all gone to shit because <laughs> <laughs> you've got, you've got so much caffeine. You're like, what were we talking about? That was like eight, eight hours ago. You mentioned friends. Then have you seen like? Have you just unplugged something? What's happened? No, it's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Back in the room. <laughs> um, have you seen, like, there's loads of, like, young bloggers who've written about friends being, uh, yeah, like, offensive and that? We sort of mentioned it in passing before that it's... So, I, on my Facebook memories today, there was a, a tweet from, like, a year ago or something, and it, someone said, uh, I'm writing a new sitcom. It's basically like Friends, but I'm going to make sure it's racially diverse, uh, gender diverse, and sexuality diverse, so that everyone feels represented. There are 12,513 main characters. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, very nicely very played. Have you considered it? what, in the light of how everything's gone in the last month or two with the protest in America after George Floyd's death and then just it feels it feels like that's had a like a ripple effect into every other sort of minority mm -hmm. that's been feels like they're a subsection and they've been treated badly by the media by the police or whatever has there been a moment when you look back at what we do on the pod and think oh is someone going to go back and go could you defend this what did you say about that like have we got to the point where because we know how many downloads we've got it, it at all makes you nervous that someone might go through a back catalogue and be like, Adam and Dan, could you explain some of these jokes? No, not at all. I'd just tell anyone who does that to fuck off. God, I love working with you, Adam. You make it very simple sometimes. Make it quite easy. Like, <laughs> I think coronavirus and things like the, the Black Lives Matter movement after George Floyd and stuff, it <laughs> totally... It legitimises people who get upset by two people who are fucking around making jokes. Like, how can you go, well, you said this, actually, and as a white woman with blue hair, I can tell you that loads of my friends would be really upset if they heard that. And you'd be like, well, there's a lot of other shit going on in the world right now. That we're going to deal with that first before we deal with your middle-class white cunt problems. So what you're saying is essentially because you think everything that's happened, they're, they're real issues. Does, yeah. So, so anyone trying to piggyback on, and now, like, so, so what? So, so when the whole woke culture really gained momentum, like five years ago, yeah. Now that looks almost petty because you're like, basically, this is what real menace and nastiness looks like. I've always for you that. to point fingers at people who don't use all the gender pronouns, even if it's just through a sort of like lack of contact with them or just an ignorance. Yeah, like it's a very specific part yeah. of basically Twitter that 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 knows every gender pronoun. Yeah, do, do, you, instead of judging like the mistakes or when you've tripped up or said the wrong thing, judge the intent. Has someone gone out there to bully, to be mean, to be essentially a, a, a yeah. hate monger? Yeah, it's, it's stupid. And like I've done routines on stage about cancel culture before. When I talk about cancel culture and people getting in trouble for stuff, if you've... If you've sexually assaulted someone and you get called out on it, that's not cancel culture. If you kill a black man by kneeling on his neck and you get fired as a police officer, that's not cancel culture. Cancel culture is, well, this man actually said bitch on stage and haven't we got to the point where saying bitch 
is a problem because it's rooted in misogyny and actually women feel really bad when they hear that word and if they've been called a bitch in Starbucks before then maybe they'll be triggered by that and no one wants to be reminded of a time that they felt awful so can we just never have any comedian say the word bitch again shut up and fuck off that's not the same thing I'm against people calling out people for tiny little mistakes or even not mistakes jokes I'm against all of that but calling a rapist a rapist or someone who's fucking taking someone home and being an asshole to them, or a murderer, or sy- calling out systemic racism. That's not cancel culture. That's a, a socio- sociological problem, a societal problem that we need to deal with. It's cr- calling out a crime. Yeah. It's calling Call- out It's calling out cr- criminal behaviour, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. I'll say right now, and I will never, ever waver on this, I am not sorry for anything I've ever said on stage, ever, and I never will be. And I'm not sorry for anything I've said in this on this podcast in jest. If I if I tell you I was joking, I was joking. I've said on stage, Michael Jackson's victims should be grateful that he chose them. Do people think I think that? I don't. It's just a funny, stupid thing to say. And if you can watch that and go, that's funny, you can't then go, well, you can't say this because I don't think you were joking about that. I'm joking about everything I say I'm joking about. That's it's just Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? That I had this debate last year. So the line is the hard thing. The line's the hard thing to, because obviously someone using bitch, and obviously someone like committing sexual assault. But then it goes from that black and that white, and then it goes darker white, and then it goes black from grey, and then there is that. Where is that line? And it, the problem is, it is that's what we're trying to work out, isn't it? To give yeah. those two examples is it almost makes it too easy. It's where is that line of like, there's there's what's wrong. Are you purposefully inciting hate or violence? No, then it's fine. That that that's my opinion on it. I understand that times change and context changes, and context is so important to everything, and nothing's binary. Like there's black, white, and grey. It's not just black and white, but like. I had this conversation last year. So that routine, I've just told you about the Michael Jackson one. My last tour show that, like, I hadn't finished writing it by the time I got it to Edinburgh. Um, It was finished at the end of the Edinburgh Festival. And it was about cancel culture and about um, identity politics and just peppered with stand-up that I'd written that year as well. But whenever I go to Edinburgh, I, I know I play the game a little bit and I know in the past I've certainly tried to put a proper structure in place for the show. And I knew throughout the show I was gonna say some things that might rile a few people, right? So what I did was I opened with my Michael Jackson routine, which was about the Leave and Neverland documentary. It it was on YouTube. I've took it down for now because there's a couple of jokes that are in that routine that are also now in different routines on my special. Yeah. So I didn't want them to be... Do you it know looks I mean? muddled, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but it's on me Twitter and stuff. You can go and find it. And in that joke, in the Michael Jackson routine, I made a joke which was, um, you know, what I'm, Michael Jack, what Michael Jackson did was awful, horrendous, but, you know, at least these kids got fucked by the greatest paedophile of all time. Like, would you rather it be the goat or some fucking loser? Like, you know, some of us had to take it off uncles... 
And Dave Chappelle did something very similar in Sticks and Stones, and then I stopped doing the routine. That's when I put that routine on the internet. I cut it from me tour show, and I put it on the internet with the literal tagline, I did this joke. Dave Chappelle's sort of done a similar thing, so I'm just burning it. There you go. But that was at the beginning of my show for, for a reason. That was the darkest joke in the show. Now, everything you learn as a comic is... You shouldn't open with your darkest joke because soften them up. Soften them up. You get them. Get them on side. Get them on side so that you can say some fucked up stuff. I put it at the beginning so that if anyone stayed past that joke and laughed at that joke, they've got no right to get upset at anything else I say because that's the worst thing I say in the whole show. It was there so that if you go, well, you've just said this about fat people and I don't agree with that. It's like, oh, but you you didn't speak up at the start when I said the worst thing I've said all day and there's uh, I won't name them because I get on with them um, and over the course of the Edinburgh Festival we got we've seen each other a few times there's a, a radio and TV producer from Scotland who was sent to see my show by my agent and my PR and whatever that's how Edinburgh works your agent and your publicist they contact the industry and go Adam Rose the hot new ticket in town you need to go and see his show blah 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 so this guy comes to see my show with his um girlfriend slash partner slash wife I don't know what their relationship is but um, she's also a comic um, they, come, they come to the show and I knew they were in because I seen them in the street before the show I actually went to give them a flyer I didn't know who they were I was like do you want to come and see this show it's about to start in 20 minutes and he goes we're actually here to see you because uh, your agent has asked me to come and see you I heard you very good Adam blah, blah. so Later that night, I'm in one of the industry-only bars, uh, the abattoir I was in, right? Yeah. And I see him and his missus then. They'd had a few drinks at this stage, and his missus gave me daggers, right? And I went over to him and just said, uh, just want to say thanks for coming to the show today. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could I just talk to you for, like, five minutes? And I went, yeah. And he went, uh, before we say this, before we talk, I want to tell you, I, I really, really enjoyed today's show. And I've left to today's show as a huge fan of yours. And I'm wondering how we can work together in the future. And we'll come to that. But um, I just think the fat, the fat shaming and the fat phobia, that was a bit of a crux too far for me. This is a TV producer who works in comedy. And his missus is a comedian, Right. And I went, what do you mean? He went, well, I've struggled with my way all my life. And my missus, you know, she she didn't enjoy the show. I'm not going to lie to you. She didn't enjoy it. The, the, the fat shame was too far for her. She's always struggled with the weight. She's turned off. Yeah. And uh, I went, okay, cool. And he went, yeah, I just, I'm not sure whether that's the right angle for you to be going at. And I went, well, I, I'm happy to disagree with you, but I'm not going to change anything that I'm doing for that reason. Because... I, that's actually my favourite routine in the show. And I, I, I actually think that's the best routine I've ever written. It's the closing routine on my special. For anyone who has seen it or hasn't, you can go and check it out there. It's the Victoria's Secret Models routine. And uh, I went, right, well, can I just ask you a question? Were you upset by the Michael Jackson routine? And he said, no, 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 that's, that was really good. And I thought it was really brave to open the show that way. And I went, so how can you tell me that me saying fat people can't expect Victoria's Secret to hire them against company policy, but you can be okay with me saying Michael Jackson's victims should be grateful he chose them? I honestly paused the pod here, 
I'm literally can't wait to hear what this bell sniff said. He cut, he'd had a few drinks and he paused and he went, well, you've got me there. And I went, of course I have, because I've thought about the show and I know what I'm doing and it's in that order for a reason. You, you, you're upset because what, what I joked about at the end affected you, but you're not the victim of paedophilia, so you don't care that I made that joke. A victim of paedophilia might go, that Michael Jackson thing was too much, but the fact, it's not about you. There's a room of 150 people laughing and clapping at the end. The the, the bucket that day, which, like, for those who don't know, I take bucket donations at the end of my show in Edinburgh, instead of charging for tickets up front, was one of the highest of the whole run. The show went very, very well that day. He's a, but punters, you expect punters to have that uh, reaction. He's a man of influence. Mm -hmm. He's in a key position deciding which comedy progresses, which comedians take the next step up. And he's got that same visceral, selective hearing of like, I heard one thing I didn't like and I became a fucking 10-year-old about it. To his credit, um, a few nights later I seen him again and he said he remembered the conversation we had after he had a drink and he went away and thought about it. And he's seen what I was saying. And that night, his missus came up to us while we were talking, and she sort of had a go. And then a few nights later, I what said, did she say? She was like, I just thought, you know, you said fat people and trans people can't be models. I said, I didn't say that at all. <sighs> oh, God. And she'd been drinking again that night. And then um, a few nights later, she apologized to me. And then eventually, the producer was like, I want to work with you on something. I'm thinking like a. Maybe we tackle the subject we've di disagreed on in like yeah, a documentary yeah. style thing. And it hasn't led anywhere, be and maybe partly because of COVID and partly because of other things. But he, to be fair to him, he's a good guy. And I think it, I think a lot of people, and even people in our industry, can see something and get upset by it. Like, don't get me wrong. If you went on stage or any other comic went on stage and made a joke about Hillsborough, I would be upset by it, right? I would be like, I don't want to hear that. But I wouldn't come up to you and go, you shouldn't be joking about Hillsborough. You've got to be willing to do that joke and deal with the reaction of it. And I'm willing to do that. I don't expect that reaction from a person in the industry. But I'm also intelligent enough to know that even if you are in the industry, if you have struggled with your weight your whole life and it's a real bugbear for you, if you've been called a fat cunt in the street and you've been bullied all your life for being fat, I understand that you can hear a joke and be like, oh, I don't like that because I've been a victim of people calling me fat and it, it upsets me when people talk about my weight. I understand that that can be triggering, but it's not my responsibility as a comedian to make sure no one in the audience is triggered by any joke. Because if you try and do that, <laughs> I'll get upset by a Hillsborough joke. You could get upset by some, like a joke about glasses. Yeah, yeah. Like, was it Ricky Gervais said, someone told him he, he shouldn't joke about food allergies because he made a joke and someone had like lost their grand to a peanut accident because she was allergic to peanuts. Like, children actually die. Oh, that was it. Ricky Gervais made a joke about food allergies. In the same show, he made Holocaust jokes, right? and they and they complained about the nut the, the nut allergy. They, they complained about the nut allergy, and he went, "I made Holocaust jokes," and they went, "Yeah, well, in in fairness, uh, peanut allergies kill children as well, so it is different." Oh, great argument! You know that everything in life causes death, like life yeah. itself. Like if you list everything that causes 
can cause death. Yeah. What on earth would you fucking talk about in stand-up? Like, the ev- you could argue that everything in some way can cause a fatality or death or risk or damage or injury. Yeah. it It's... It's so mental that there is now this culture of like hearing a subject or a few words and thinking that your voice is more important than the 149 other voices, the 999 other voices, and to stand up and go, this is hate. Essentially, what they're doing is basically, it's it's calling out hate speech, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's going... You are bullying fat people, and you're, you're, or like Ricky Gervais did, you're talking about nut allergies, and people have died. That's hate speech because it's caused a death and it's caused sadness. And I need to stop what you shouldn't talk. I want to sh- stop your comedy and shut it down because it's hate speech. You're like, you fucking vanilla snowflakey piss weak little flap. You, that took to align yourself with with hate speech is so fucking pathetic. Because then hate speech gets lost. It's it's social media's fault. Social media and Twitter in particular has made everyone think that their opinion matters as much as everyone else's, and it doesn't. And the the problem is like twenty years ago, thirty years ago, right? If you thought that I don't know. So, so if you thought like fucking dogs was good and we should all be allowed to shag dogs, you'd say it in the pub and there'd be a 50 other people there and every single one of them would go, fucking hell, Brian, you're a weird cunt, you lad. And you feel like a weirdo because you shag dogs. If you say that on Twitter, you're talking to 60 million people. Yeah. There's three or four other people who want to shag dogs as well. So you're not alone anymore. So you're every, everyone's opinion is validated by someone. You can always find someone who is... Just ignore 15,000 and listen to the two other mentals. Exactly. And that's made everyone go, well, I've got an opinion about this and that matters. And you're entitled to your opinion. This is something that I hate from comedians as well, is people going, oh, everyone thinks they've got the right to be offended. They have. If you come to one of my shows or listen to this podcast or watch my stand-up special and you go, I'm not happy that he said that, fine, don't watch it again. Don't come to another show. You might occasionally come to one of my shows and hear something you don't agree with. I don't agree with half the things I say. I say it because it's funny, not because I think it. But that, their, their line is not as high as your line. That's all it is in comedy. Is like If your line is lower, then you need someone who's like a Jim Gaffigan yeah. who doesn't swear and doesn't really talk yeah. about controversial things. And if your line is higher, you want to talk... You want to... Like a... Who were we talking about the other the other day? Jesselnick. Yeah. Who opens with a fucking like yeah. a g- murdering a baby. Like, you know, like he's his line is high. That's what a comedian's trying to do, trying to find an audience who has a similar almost threshold for pain when it comes to subject matter. But I it's, hold- the, it's the shouting out and calling out HP and trying to stop a show. That's something that I that th- that is and then also hounding people on Twitter coming after what they've done and then going back like Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz, that story, where they've gone back like nine years to one of the very oldest stories to, to hear a story that Joey Diaz told that was from 10 years before that to go Joey Diaz and Joe Rogan are essentially the same as 
like uh, anyone who's being called out as a sex pest right now. Chris D'Elia, they're basically grouping them in going, well, Chris D'Elia's trying to have sex with 15-year-olds, but Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz said this in 2010. You're like, what on earth is going it, on? It, it's, I, I had a routine in my last show, again, the the subject we're talking about was the whole premise of my last um, Edinburgh show, and <laughs> we're, we're touching on a lot of things. There's no grey area. We separate people into good and bad, not amazing, decent, good, bad, quite bad, very bad, awful, and <laughs> like it doesn't really matter. Like it's the. <laughs> You can still carry on doing whatever you want to do, even if these blogs and whatever come after you, as long as you haven't done anything seriously wrong. And I've got no problem with people going, I didn't like Adam O's show and this is why. Fine, not a problem at all. And stand-up in particular is one of the only art forms where the, the audience literally, it, it literally tells you what's okay to do and what, what isn't. Yeah. Like, if I go on stage and say something and it gets fuck all, I'm not arrogant enough to go, well, I actually think that's funny and I'm a comedian, I can say whatever I want, so I'll do it again tomorrow. You don't do that. But if if there's 200 people there and 100 people are dying laughing and 50 think it's okay and 20 are ambivalent, but then 10 are like, I hate that. Why would anyone listen to the 10 and not the 180? But it's amazing how the, the reaction comes from those 10. They're annoyed that they're often the most annoyed people are the people that hate the comedian and what they're saying while others are loving it. If everyone dislikes what a stand-up's saying, it's a weird sort of thing where we're, we're all right, so you just need to leave. Yeah. But the most wound-up punter ever is the punter who is infuriated while 75% of the room are having a fucking great time because they're like, how on earth can you be laughing? I, I actually quite enjoy when someone like that tries to stop the show. Just for me... I had it in Wolverhampton. We've got listeners of this podcast who are from Wolverhampton and who were at the show I'm about to talk about. It was not my last tour show. It was the one before, I think. Or maybe it was the last one. I can't remember. But right at the end, a woman was like... Uh, she said something that was clearly loud enough for me to hear it. And I went, what was that? And she went, I'm talking to my husband. And I went, well, you're not, are you? You said it so that everyone could hear it. She's like, I just think you've been so racist. Wow. Now, I I talk, it will have been the last tour show. I talk about race quite a lot. In fact, I think it was at the Black James Bond bit. I think. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> which, <laughs> like, if you've not seen that, it's available on... in. It's the very last Joe Kimmy special. It's on Instagram. It's on Twitter. And... <laughs> it, like, the argument is you think it'd be great to have a black yeah. James Bond and she was like booed out of the room because there's 120 people there and she decides what I've said is not right and Wolverhampton if you don't know is a, quite an ethnically diverse part of the country and the audience reflected that there's black people there there's Muslims there there's other Asian denominations there there's white people there there's mixed race people there and guess what it was a middle class white woman with a short haircut you you can fucking see them coming a month away but she'd heard black she'd heard you talk make jokes in and around race and gone I need to shut this down yeah it's kind of amazing isn't it it was that towards the end of a show as well within the last like I was wrapping up oh that's what you want as well innit you want mm. 
it's uh, and again the thing is like you are allowed to call out hate speech but it's to just complete misjudging of a line it's just to not know what it is to like to to just call people the enemy when they're not the enemy yeah. it's just such a fucking muddle and a mess and to yeah. hear certain words and be like I can no longer I can no longer be in I had a woman walk out of a show in Leicester at the Leicester Comedy Festival because I started a bit about speed dating and she just stood up with a friend and I went can I went you okay she went yeah we're leaving I was like you alright why she said I don't want to hear about she speed she dinged on I don't <laughs> I don't want to hear about speed dating. It was, it was a new Fuck bit. I'd only me. just started the speed dating bit. And, um... <laughs> they just moved it into another room with another comedian. <laughs> Straight in. I was, weird, weirdly, <laughs> weirdly, I was three minutes into the bit. And, um, it was a line that I didn't keep. It wasn't a great bit. I just, it was one of those Leicester shows where you're trying stuff out. And she heard the word speed dating and that was it. She was out. It was about half an hour in and up to the end, she'd been laughing, she'd been into it. So she's out, she's like, sorry, I just don't want to hear about it. I went, can I, I'm just gonna, can I ask you why? She went, um, my husband started having an affair and left me. And I don't know what she expected, but I think she thought everyone would go, oh. And she went, and he met him, he'd been speed dating. And he met, he met the woman at speed dating. Yeah. So then there's this awkward pause, cause I want to be like, grow the fuck up though and she was like so that's why and then she walked out can and i just ask I though full was she until you asked her where she was going was she just gonna leave quietly she to be fair it wasn't one of those she's just slipped out of the back it was you know when you're doing a, a, a like an edinburgh show yeah there's only like 15 20 people in and she was like it's a very, very high visibility leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd made a muddle of it. And I get what you're about to say. She's not tried to shut down the show. Yeah. And I'm not accusing her of that, to be fair. She is just going, don't want to engage with this. I'm more talking about people's, the way people can just hear words and go, I can't, I'm not even going to deal with this. Yeah, and I think and those people are fucking idiots. I think they're stupid and infantile and whatever. But I also think sound. Like, for me, if she'd have done that, I'd have gone, all right, sound, go ahead, see you in a bit. And as soon as she'd left the room, I'd have just cuntered her off to the rest of the people oh, in the mate, room. Oh, mate, we talked about it for, it was like, <laughs> it's like a full five minutes of everyone just laughing at the situation. I was like, how, what? <laughs> it, it almost, it, it makes me feel like, so that's all it takes for you to go my husband had an affair and it's ruined my life like did he how did he drive to did he drive to speed dating was it in a car so what if i'd said like oh, i got to the gig in a car nope thank you <laughs> sorry where are you going uh, my husband had an affair at speed dating and he drove there in a car and he drank water and you're drinking water so i will not have any Jesus Christ. No, I'm not, it's not even the same thing, but it, it's just this weird thing that people have got like, I can't do this. You know, just don't, if you hate it. If I was doing don't. the hoovering today, my husband was called Henry and I am leaving. <laughs> my husband died. He died and that's partly your fault, I think, because you mentioned hoovering. Just, just, oh, there's so much to be said for those punters who go, I don't like this bit. I'm just not going to laugh and I'll see what the next bit is when you see that happen 
I mean, sometimes punters <laughs> just don't laugh for ages and you can tell they're arseholes. That's fair enough. And I don't mind a bit of that. But I love those punters like, nah, I didn't really love that bit. I'll see what the next bit's like. You're like, yeah. oh, you fucking grown up. Yeah. <laughs> you wonderful fucking adult. Yeah. You don't have to find everything funny. You all, and you, you don't have to be okay with everything, but... And if we get it wrong enough, we'll know. Yeah. If there's, if there's 75% of the room not laughing as well, then you're in the right. If you come and see me at hot water on like a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you are going to hear, A, some not funny stuff because it's the first time I've ever said it and I've probably thought about it in the car on the way there. And B, you're going to hear very offensive versions of what will end up being not so offensive routines because <laughs> they're rough I'm not trying to offend anyone all, ever all the rough corners any comedian who deliberately tries to offend people is an idiot no, it's like not- that Tony Law thing do you remember did you have we said this on the podcast I don't think so where he tweeted about it he was like oh yeah you know why would you not like why would you if someone said oh look this is offensive or you got like that feedback enough and people are like, I don't give a shit what you think. You should give a shit what you think. You shouldn't, it, like, having someone go, come over and go, this is offensive, this makes me, like, that's, n- it's not criminal to then look at the material and go, hang on, is it offensive? And check through it. Otherwise, you, you're going to lose the connect with the audience. I won't if you say don't, anything I can't defend. Yeah, if you don't have yeah. that process, like you said about the, about the bit about Michael Jackson, where it was in the show, and the, the, the fat phobic thing, you've be, been able to go, hang on, I know I'm, playing with the line of what people will find acceptable but you've gone if someone calls me out on that what's my justification of course there's a justification it all feeds through yeah but there's nothing wrong with someone going i think that's offensive if you just go i don't give a fuck bye-bye i don't think you're going to be a better comedian for that you have to be like which bit yeah um how why okay well let let me tell you why i disagree i've had that conversation before i'm sure i've mentioned this on the podcast i think i've told you if i haven't mentioned it but to go back to that Victoria's Secret Museum which talks about Victoria's Secret saying they'll never have a fat model or a trans model and on the way out of one of my Edinburgh shows last year a woman said uh, I'm not giving you any money because the transphobia was a bit much for me and that's fine she stayed to the end and she had an issue and on the way out she told me what it was totally fine with it and I went I don't think I said anything that was transphobic and she went no you did you said trans people can't be models and I said, I, I literally said the exact opposite of that. And she went, no, I know what I heard. And then the guy behind her went, no, he's right, love. I, don't, I think you've heard a word and got a bit upset. And she went, well, maybe I've got it wrong then. And I went, so can I have some money? And she gave me a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye to her wallet. <laughs> I just pressed the wrong button. I meant to press the applause, but like... This is you looking cool. <laughs> this is you looking like you're really up on uh, trans rights. This is you looking like you've got a spine, love. <laughs> She'll be thinking about that for fucking like... You know how you were thinking about the spelling mistake in the tweet? Yeah. She'll still think about that like, oh, fuck, I looked a bell in there. <laughs> We've done 45 minutes of podcasting and we haven't had an advert. The fuck was that? <laughs> that just started off with me going do you think you'd be bothered if anyone complained about something on the Twitter and you went no they can fuck off and then what happened was 36 minutes of extra podcast 
So we can still do order. 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 Why, order. Order. What you want? Order. <laughs> order. Order. Yeah. What you want? Order. I want order some sex toys order. from lesbianaughty.co.uk. Mama like that. Mama like that. <laughs> oh God. Today's episode is brought to you by Let's Be Naughty, UK. Even though lockdown is easing, passing the time can still be hard. So why don't you shake things up and put a bit of kink into your quarantine? If you're looking to stock up on Millennium Lube or buy your mates some chocolate dildos, Let's Be Naughty.co.uk is here to help you take your sex life to the next level. Based in the Northwest, we've got a massive selection of vibrators and dildos for the ladies or the boys. Sexy lingerie, cock rings, masturbators and for the adventurous couples out there there's loads of things to discover like our kinky bondage gear we've got everything you could possibly need to put a buzz back into your bedroom we deliver all over the uk so when you shop online with let's be naughty you'll enjoy free delivery on orders over 50 quid and it's sent in super discreet packaging so you don't have to worry about those nosy bastards next door as a bonus for listeners of this podcast if you use the code have a word all as one word that that's h-a-v-e a-W-O-R-D You'll get 10% off your entire order So go to letsbenaughty.co.uk And see how much fun you can have When you get a bit naughty That's letsbenaughty.co.uk Have you prepped something today Or are we just chatting shit? Got all the prep All the prep Which is going to Probably not get used Because this is going to make it a fucking long one <laughs> Uh, Mubarak says on episode 31 Adam said he'd upload the video of his first gig to the Patreon Adam when we've got all the studio finished is that something we can do I will upload that video to the Patreon when our YouTube channel has 5,000 subscribers (laughs) Mubarak how many mates you got (laughs) If if they want it Make it, make, make it happen. happen. Five thousand subscribers, and you can see it. It's fucking horrendous, and I don't want anyone to see it. Five thousand subscribers, I'll do it. How many subscribers to to get you falling off that branch into the bog when you and Jade went walking? Didn't I send you that? You can put that up. I didn't put it up. You can put it up now. All right, okay. No, a thousand subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? I like that. There you go, five k, and I'll put that first video. Oh. No, not into it. Yeah, it's fucking embarrassing. We're thinking about getting some of our earliest press shots on the wall. So when people walk in the studio, the first thing they see is me in 2002 going, hey, (laughs) fucking spiky hair, all forehead. And I honestly didn't know I was going bald. I was surprised when it happened. Really? I've seen your early ones. Where are you going? I'm just, I want to show you me me early press shot. Go on, I'm concentrating, go on. Um, I want to do that was uh, there was a question about stand up but we need to do some non st- that was a fucking intense first section it's like we needed to say it d- yeah. it needed to come out of me lad <laughs> oh is that your first press shot I think it's me first professional one it's not that bad when you see the one I, I know that I'm bringing in yeah you will shit there's some fucking dodgy ones oh, in the, you know. I look like such a fucking quendo on my first press shot. <laughs> <laughs> what face you pulling there? I don't know. Hey. <sighs> like f- Les Dawson. <laughs> That's so gay. Oh, sorry. I'm not as a pejorative. It's so homosexual, which is okay. <laughs> 
What do you mean there's no fucking chips? That's your corporate. Yeah. It's from a corporate website. By the way, Adam's showing me some really questionable. Oh, no, that's an earlier picks. press shot. Right, okay. Awful. You really decided that you you basically you, early on in your career you decided that the face you were gonna pull is do you fancy uh bag of frazzles? <laughs> um, um That's me first one. Right, I want that printed. That was taken outside Hot Water's very first venue, Envy, just against the wall by Paul Blair's mum. <laughs> looks like it's from, like, the Moors murderers from the 70s. <laughs> right. Oh, God, he did the same face. What was that face about? Right, will you sh sh send me one of those, because I'm going to, on the t uh, to announce the... Yeah. If you want to see one of these pictures, the worst of them, it'll be on the Twitter when I say, oh, the episode's up. It'll be on Twitter at Have a Word Pod. Okay, you can uh, you can vote for which one you want on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got some would you rather's. Oh yes, mate! Change the change the pace. Change the pace. Time for would you rather with Adam and Dan? They're always fucking horrific, and it makes it funny. Jody says, "Would you rather never be able to watch porn ever again?" Or have the female family? Oh my God, Jody! Or have the female members of your family be the stars in all the porn you watch for the rest of your life? I mean, I've got a couple of thick cousins. <laughs> and we're working in Runcorn now. I just wanted to see your face at the fucking pause then. You look like someone's scared a spider. You just stopped. No, the, the weird thing is with this daydream is as soon as you throw your cousins into it, I'm like, oh yeah, it's not that it's not that bad. But I, of course, I've got to think of my cousins and then you're like, Grum. well, no, because you'd never watch porn again, obviously, would you? Yeah, so it's the same thing really, isn't it's, it? It's, it's just that... One, How like much both, do you think I love porn? <laughs> both of these options are, would you... Both of these options are never watching porn again, but in one of them, every female member of my family is getting dicked on the regular. <laughs> I really enjoy porn, but one of the major provisos of me enjoying that porn is that it's not my fucking sister <laughs> and my nan in some horrific gangbang situation. Oh, my God. Would you rather watch porn with your sister in or your nan? <laughs> you got to pick one. My nan's dead. I mean... Uh, no, but, is, like, is it's there... filmed when she was alive. Right, okay, good. Just it was nice to see her again. <laughs> From a new angle, hopefully. I miss her. I really miss her. The first two minutes, you know, when she's got a broken washing machine, wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> like, Nana just asks... No, it's like a clip where it just goes straight into it. Oh. There's, no, there's no story to it. You just open it. I don't even get the joy of it. Like, oh, it, Leonard... <laughs> the washing machine the washing machine's on the fritz again oh I don't know who uh, should we ring Gary no I think we should ring this number no she's BBC <laughs> no she's stuffed like a roast chicken the second it opens up as <laughs> she's got one in her ass, oh, one no. in her vagina order. and one <laughs> order 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 I order one in her no, ass. order <laughs> order I order <laughs> Upset me! 
me, nasty bitch. Disgusting. <laughs> she was a fucking angel, that woman. I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. That's what we'll call the phone. She's on cocaine. We'll call it Charlie Angels. <laughs> she wouldn't know what to fucking do with cocaine. One she put it in a cup of tea. No, stop it. Order. 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 Adam, my nana was a fucking angel. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. Angel delight. Angel. <laughs> about that though because like everyone thinks their nan was an angel your nan probably did some fucking nasty shit back in the day no I don't think she did you know what I mean? she got she got she met my granddad in June <laughs> he looks so uncomfortable no I'm honestly she met my granddad in June 1945 and they got married in November 1945 mm-hmm. I think basically if you kissed maybe he was only willing to marry her because she did some fucking great shit in that six months order <laughs> Order, order. <laughs> Imagine I how fucking think good it... Lord would have to be in bed for you to agree to marry her within seven months. Oh, I was there anyway because I was fat and bald when she showed interest. If she'd have been like, look, I know it's date three. I know we've not even been five guys. We've just done Nando's three times, but I'm going to need you to marry me. I was in such a sorry state of affairs. I'd be like, look, you're fit, seem sound. And you've yeah. got a fucking good ass one day. I'd like to get physical with you for no fucking reason. Post that here with my friend Adam. But was um, your granddad fat and bald, or was he a handsome chap? No, he's probably at the time he was only like twenty five years old. Yeah, so he was in his prime. Just come back from the war. He wasn't desperate to get married. Oh no, they were, weren't they? Basically, if they kiss with tongs, that was them engaged. <laughs> tongs. I, I honestly and kiss no- with tongue, not tongs, tongs, tongs. <laughs> reached in, pulled it out. <laughs> She's got a fucking pair of fucking calipers on her nipples. Do you honestly think at any... what? When was the first... I don't... Maybe I'm being naive, but yeah. I think post-war Lancashire, I don't think there was loads of, like, ass-to-mouth. I don't know. No, I just... Well, I, I came to a terms a long time ago with the fact that my nan probably got fisted at some point, and you need to do the same. <laughs> just... Just because you can think it doesn't mean it happened, though. Do you know not every woman's been fisted? Like, come on. What? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean not every every woman's tried it? With who? <laughs> the fucking. Let me see your hands. I've laughed a fart out. <laughs> Have you just laughed a fart out? Yeah. Oh God. Not every woman's been fisted. You don't. You have not done the surveys to be able to say that with confidence. I, 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 I know it. it. It's like. Let me look at your hands. I want to look at I your hands. Got small hands. Oh, Jade. Oh, Jade. I haven't fisted Jade. Well, there you go. There's one. No. Just means she hasn't been fisted by me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am so glad we're in this studio. <laughs> Could you imagine your phone blowing up right now? It'd be like ping, 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 ping. <coughs> Not every woman's been fisted. You and don't if you go know further that. back in time, they weren't coming back from the war like victory in Europe. Japan fights on, but you know, it's not <laughs> The lads are coming off the boats, they're home. They've done a great job fighting for Blighty, and they've beaten Rummel in the desert. 
And now, in this part of West Lancashire, all the girls are getting fisted on the dance floor. Do, 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 do. We'll fist again. Don't know where. How old are humans? How old are we? This sounds like special special needs philosophy. 10,000 10, years, you reckon? Well, what, homo sapiens? Yeah. No, it's more than that, isn't it? Right, so let's even just say 10,000. 200,000. 200,000, right. Yeah. So you think... That's a guess. So you think for 200,000 years, or nearly, minus 50, 199,950 years, no one got fisted ever, and then 50 years ago, people started fisting. No, listen, out of the blue. Listen, listen. I know what you're saying, but your argument is fucking Ugabug and Ugugugaga were in the fucking cave, bored one night. They've fucking rolled the boulder in front of the cave. They've got a bit of a fire going. There's saber tooth dicking about, and Ugabug goes. Uh, uh, uh. And on. sticks a fist, on. sticks a fist on. up, whoa, whoa, whoa. and then every no, woman. No, no, no. We need to rewind. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Captain Caveman was a documentary? <laughs> Dan's been watching the fucking Flintstones, and it was on the Discovery. I was trying to think about the first Homo sapiens and what they'd be up to. Why would they be getting frisky? Like, so they're basically like, uh, 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 uh. They, I think they just fucked. I think they just. Uh, uh, uh. And Ogabug with the fucking eyelashes was like, uh, 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 uh. just because he fisted her back in the prehistoric days. Doesn't mean that that was like the seal broken and that everyone's been doing it since. Culturally, there'd be times when it I'm was. I'm not saying 200 years ago, every woman had been fisted then, but now, every woman alive now who. I was about to say who is straight, but definitely the gay ones, they've all had a fist in them. It's not possible. Do you mean it's not possible? Hey, F. What? Uh, it's not possible. It's physically not possible. Do you mean? Well, what if you've, you've seen some fucking massive rugby player and you're petite? It don't work like that. What do you mean, rugby player? I'm talking about the literal physics of the. It's not always in the vagina. There are soul spreads. Oh no! Oh no! It's easier to fist a bum hole. Adam, why are you always talking about <laughs> bum holes? What's it? What is it about this studio? Is it something? Are the parking spaces a little bit too tight, and you've got overconfident because you've? What's going on? Every time we've been here, we're talking about you getting someone's pooing a diet of coke can. Are you talking about prehistoric women getting fisted? To be fair, that was me. Not every woman's been fisted. Have you ever been in that situation where it could have happened? One of my ex-girlfriends, she was quite kinky, but she did sound really nice. Seen each other for six months, didn't work out. She now dislikes me. That's absolutely fine. But we had really good sexual chemistry. And one time we were going for it. And it was like, it was, I was just, you know, prepping the oven. There was some finger, finger, finger fun. Yeah. And it went to two. And it was good action. Partly because of Steve Shanyaski's piece of material. Feed the pigeon, feed the pigeon. Right. And then I thought, I'm going to go for three. I'm going to go for the hat trick. Never, I don't think I'd ever done it before. 30 years old, why not? All works out. Three went in. Everyone's having fun. I went for four. Come by. 
come by literally yeah like I was a parking attendant come on keep keep it coming yeah and I nearly thought <laughs> wow we're here whoop and she went that's enough in that voice when that's enough because I think she knew it could happen I'd be literally, literally wearing her like a fab I just love the fact that there's a woman out there who draws the line at four fingers <laughs> I am not a whore. <laughs> I'll go to four, but no more. <laughs> Kit Kat, and that's that. She treats fingering like drink driving. She's like, look, I know most people would have two, but I can have four. <laughs> not five. I'm not an animal. No, I don't think it's physically possible for everyone, Adam. As much as you're so confident in everyone's bummer. I think, right. What was it? What about what we just I said? About, I was about to like do a tweet saying, "Is any woman not being fisted?" But I think <laughs> I'd probably leave that one. <laughs> with everything that's been going on with sexual assault, look right. If you're a woman who's not being fisted, get in touch. I bet you no one gets in touch. Right, and then that'll be proof. And that'll be proof of it. Yeah, of course it will. They've got the opportunity. How do you think they banged two hundred thousand years ago? We just check how old Homo sapiens are, please. Genuinely. I'm I'm guessing two hundred thousand. When the first when the first Homo sapiens sort of must be about two hundred thousand years ago. Is that am I people might be listening going that is way you've over egged it. Homo sapiens. Doesn't count like all the other homos. Order. Order. Neanderthals. The oldest fossil remains of Homo sapiens dating back 300,000 years. Ooh. This is 100,000 years older than previously discovered, so you were sort of right. Oh, right. something's gone in there. I can't mm. remember. Bill Bryson back in the day. Yeah. There we go. How do you think How do you think they banged? How do, do you think, because the language was limited, I mean, literally, how did they initiate it? Talk, I, talk. I, re I reckon whatever documentary you watched and reenacted before was probably pretty close. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that. It's the original. It's the original Netflix and chill. Boulder over. <laughs> not, not I wish everyone could see how I'm looking at you. <laughs> I'm genuinely in my head. I'm like, I want to do something with this, and I'm just going, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and I'm just looking at like, you. I'm just, I'm just leaving you to. <gasps> How hairy. Oh, everything would have been hairy back in the day. Yeah, I can. Fucking mammoth skin. You wouldn't literally know where anything started. <laughs> can you stop making those noises now? It's like, it's going to be bad enough for people listening to this, but to watch your face making those noises, <laughs> like, it's just not. We do this so often now. Yeah. I have this, we've got form for this. And the, and the real word is originals will know it. Whenever we have a serious first half, <laughs> we call a break and then the wheels come off and it becomes the most ridiculous, the ridiculous... Oh, God. It's good to be back in person, though, isn't it? Yeah, man. Ugh. Right, let's have a break and then we've got some have a words to deal with. Let's we did one, one, would you rather... <laughs> It took 25 minutes. God.
You know them, you love them. It's Vauxhall Comedy Club in that day, London. If you're visiting London, if you're going down for the weekend, take your missus, take your fella, take them to go and see comedy. There's some cracking comedy shows in London. Some of them, and I've played them, are a little lacking in fucking soul. Vauxhall Comedy Club. This is a comedy club done with love and care and done properly. In a great room with great atmosphere, with brilliant comics, some from the TV, some up-and-coming circuit talent. And the absolute best of it, if you're there for the weekend, is Friday and Saturday night. And down at Vauxhall Comedy Club, they call it Bottomless Booze Comedy. So basically, you pay them an entry fee with the money for your booze included. It's 25 quid. It's a 90-minute show. And you also get bottomless booze, wine, beer, cider, 25 quid. There's also a spirit and mix of bottomless ticket. That starts at £35. And if you're a purist, you're staying sober, you're fucking zivin'. The ticket's just a tenner. Once we're done with the Rona and back to normal trading, Vauxhall Comedy Club is usually open Monday to Saturday. It's right next to a street food garden. And between now and then, do us a favour at Have A Word and follow the Vauxhall Comedy Club on Online. You can join the mailing list. It's at Vauxhall Comedy Club on Insta, at Vauxhall Comedy on Twitter, and Vauxhall Comedy Club on Facebook. It's an over 18 night out, and you never know, come the autumn, you might see me and Adam there. From Texas to Scam, every lead is listening to the funniest podcast in the game. This is Have a Word. Adam. It's time to have a word with Adam and Dan. Tell us all the problems you have with your friends. This was going to be the whole podcast. Now it's just the final 10%. Now. Owen Badman's got in touch. He is in a bit of a spot with his missus. Now, usually, this is the kind of email I'd be a bit wary of, but you are quite knowledgeable about this, and I think this is going to be informative. You might not know the answers, but it's something that affects all of us. And I think Adam, more than anyone I know, is, is up on social media. Owen Badman says, All right, lids. Not sure if this fits into have a word as a category or not, but if so, then it is a firm as a need Facebook fuck me I could do with some help and until now I had no idea there is no way of reaching them no email address no phone number and no live chat the thing is my girlfriend has been a highly active member for 15 years plus and has a massive Instagram a big Instagram account this account has photos of our children along with all important memories which have now completely disappeared she's done nothing wrong and I mean nothing at all. She got an email suggesting there might have been some suspicious activity and immediately the uh, suspended the account. Basically, some little gobshite has hacked her account and must have posted some dodgy stuff. We thought it was just one of those things and it could be soon sorted and reinstated. Wrong. Four days later, she still couldn't get back into her account and she got another email saying she'd been placing some weird Facebook ads in China. Her account has now been permanently deleted with a message saying that this decision can't be reversed. Furthermore, her Instagram account has also disappeared due to this. She is beyond devastated and it just seems so wrong that nothing can be done. How can it be that this decision is irreversible? I hope your pod might have someone, a friend of a friend who works at Facebook or knows something about it and might be able to help. Owen Badman sends that in. It sounds genuinely... There was a little bit more to the email. It sounds genuinely, like, distressed. Yeah, his I mean, it's bad news for him, though, because that's gone and it's not going to come back. Like, like he, he's fucked. I, I was very, very lucky with something similar. Um, what I'll guarantee is I guarantee she uses the same email and the same password for both Facebook and Instagram. So I got hacked in January. They hacked. I had my old email... 
I use for like spam. Like I think most people have like an email they check and a spam one, don't they? Yeah, like so, an old, yeah, okay, yeah. So the older one, which was like Adam wrote 2000 and something at hotmail.com or whatever, was a, uh, that's the one that I used for all my social media, a few different things. So, because like, if you get an email from Facebook going, someone liked your post, you might want to, you don't want to read that. So I, no. I, I just never checked it, but it was still the one that I used for all those accounts. And it was also the one I used for Netflix. And someone hacked the email and it gave them everything. So they got me Facebook, but I managed to sort that pretty quickly. It gave them me Twitter, but I sorted that pretty quickly. It gave them me Netflix, which was a fucking ball like and funny because they, they, they sold it to someone in China. So I turned me fucking Netflix on and the whole thing was Chinese. But <laughs> even the menu. And you're like, how can I go to settings and change it to English when I don't know what the Chinese is for menu? Never change the language settings to Chinese because you are never getting it fucking back. It took ages to sort it out. The worst one, oh, it was December, I think I got hacked, was my me, uh, me Instagram. They, like, so a few people sent me a text with a screenshot because, like, you know when people try and sell discount Ray-Bans and shit? That's what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. And I was very, very lucky. The day I got hacked, I found out about it. And there's a woman um, called Kate Hamer, who is a social media manager and expert. And um, she's been seeing me a few times in Edinburgh. And I knew she got my accounts verified. She got me Twitter, me Instagram, and me Facebook verified a few years ago for me. So I just went to her and went, this has happened. Can you help me out? And she sorted it for me. She's like, you're lucky there. But if this has gone on for longer than... If they, if she's already been banned, if the account's been deleted, it's gone. It's off the... There's no... He's fucked, la. Yeah. Oh, mate. You'd lo you lose everything. Like, it's bad for them, and it would be bad for any person. If, if, a if we lost it, if I lost it, I'd lose all my followers. You've got to start again. It's the equivalent of losing, th like, tens of thousands of pounds, potentially, isn't it? Easy, yeah. It's made. I read that, and I think, and and I sort of knew that there wasn't going to be a resolution that we yeah. could do, but I knew that you knew. It's made. I, I sort of for everyone else, be like, a, what have you got on your Facebook and your Instagram in terms of memories of your relationship, your job, your house, your family? Back them up. Back those pictures Don't up. Don't just back them up. I, I'll be honest. Change with you. your passwords. Print them off. Yeah. Photographs that you really want shouldn't if, be on a computer. Yeah, because like computers fuck up. They yeah. they do crash and turn themselves off and not save stuff and accidents happen. Yeah. And if you haven't got a hard drive, it, it will literally cost you thirty quid or whatever to get a terabyte hard drive. A hard drive you can drop in the bath. Yes. I mean I don't true. know what you're carrying it in the bath for. But you could <laughs> soap, you, it could, shampoo. You could get a leak. It can get wet. Yeah. And a hard drive, if it gets wet, is fucked. A, a, a photo, if you get wet, you can dry it off, and it'll be a bit crumpled. But you've still got a photo. If you've got a photo of you and your nan, or you and your dad, or you and your kids, that you want that photo forever, you you want a fucking copy of it. Well, basically, if it's hugely important, I mean, you can't have three thousand. But you really should have it yeah, on the I'm computer. The have it on the computer. Have it on a hard drive and have it printed off. And yeah. if you're really clever, have it on a fucking CD or DVD, you know. Yeah. Or a tape. But it's made... <laughs> Shut up. There's been a war. I remember it well. Um, there's been a fist thing. <laughs> there always has been. Um, 
it's made me go, oh my God, I need to tighten up because I change my password, email and password quite regularly, but I do I have a uniform for everything. Why? Why they tell you not to, but it's because I'm like, oh, it's just easier. It's because it's easier. It makes it easier for these fucking rat bags. I've stopped doing that now. So I used to have the same email and the same password for everything. I've now got three different emails that I use for different things. And I have um, Sorry, like 10 different passwords. So if I've got like 17 things I need to log into, there is a password that repeats a couple of times. But and the only place I've got my passwords saved anywhere is written down. Yeah, and also your computer or whatever your phone, it does it remembers the logins. Yeah, you know it helps you out. It's not like you're, well, I have to write it in every time, but you don't anymore. No, unless you want to. It's sensible. It's yeah. sensible to keep an eye on this sort of things because Owen's missus is absolutely gutted, and it could you know if she's got a, a big Instagram, or whatever, that's a following and its potential earnings. It's not just the memories. This is where where things go with this podcast. If you know, if you lost all our back catalogue or all the followers, it really would set it back. It's, we need to, yeah, everyone needs to look into it. But Owen, it's not getting fixed. doesn't sound like it anyway. Unless someone knows more than we do, email in haveawordpod at gmail.com. If you absolutely know that there's a way of helping, uh, send us in and we'll send you Owen's details. But yeah, it's not good news, is it? No. Sorry about that, Owen, lad. I will speak to K2 help me out and if uh, if you don't hear from me it basically means she can't help but if, if she can help then I'll get in touch with you and it'll be in the next couple of days and the reality is that you'll be like well what if a celebrity lost theirs we'd be like yeah but it's in the it's in their interest to help fix that isn't it when it's oh, but also there's been influencers and I hate that word and I, I sort of got like I don't really respect it as a thing because it's essentially just people going, aren't I gorgeous? Here's, uh, you should use this fake tan that I got sent for free. But um, yeah, there's been influencers who've got like 2 million followers who've done something wrong or like they've been hacked and they lose their account and they have to start again. <laughs> yeah, it's different if you're pink or, <laughs> I don't know why pink came into but, but like a Christina Aguilera. <laughs> What are the early noughties pop stars that we're going to do? If you're pink, Christina Aguilera, Duncan from Blue, <laughs> Brian Harvey, if you're one of the big ones, you know. First celebrities of love. What about Mark from Take That? Imagine if Mark from Take That lost all his followers. I mean, there isn't been a, there's not been another now since 46, has there? <laughs> they got to now 46. Now that's what I call music 46, and they stopped. <laughs> You're such a fucking granddad sometimes. Oh, no. Oh, no. You got a song for us? I've got another Have A Word. Oh. Yeah. Are we not low on them, though? Are we not going to need Should we save it? I think we need to bank it. Fair enough. I mean, we... No, let's do it. We've done it. We've done the time. Done an hour and 20-odd minutes of... Bullshit! To be fair, it wasn't all bullshit today, Adam. It was. I think it was. I think it was disgusting. In, in, <laughs> to be honest, I haven't even listened to the rest of the pod because you've said, you said bald, and that was awful. So, hairline challenged is that the man, Adam, <laughs> man. <laughs> That's Laura. She thinks I'm a man for twenty four hours. Um, <laughs> we have more hip hop. I love it. Sweet. We, we used to just get bands, and apparently. 
we've gone through all the bands and <laughs> that want to be done. Now we've got hip hop artists. Seymour and Cheech have sent in a new song. It's called Tax Those. It's featuring Benny Diction. It's on the Wasted Talent EP. Seymour and Cheech, C-H-E-E-C-H. Check their stuff out. It's a great way to close out the show. Fuck a doodle balls. It's Monday and the Patreon. I will try my best to get home and add on the Patreon thing. So after this... But look, listen, right. We've been honest with you from the start here. Me and Dan, right now, are recording this in the studio. The second that we say bye, Felicia, we're probably going to go and get a little bite to eat and come back and we're going to be decorating this place. If Dan manages to get this episode up by seven or eight o'clock tonight, then he's he's worked a miracle. That yeah, list I, we do at the end of the every Monday episode of all the Patreon £10 people, if we, we'd rather get the episode to you rather than be trying to record that. So if that I don't think mi- I can. I don't think I can today. If you miss that off today, then we'll try and put it on on Friday. And if not, listen out for your name next week. We, we know that the people who are £10 Patreons are fucking bang into this. They're our bigger supporters and they're going to be much happier with the finished studio and the stuff we're putting out than hearing their name for this week when it's going to be there next week anyway. We love you all. You know we do. We can't make that any fucking clearer. And we're building the studio so that this podcast is better for you lot. And it's going to be. So there won't be that Patreon list at the end of today's episode. We've got too much shit to do, but we love you and it will be back next week. We promise. Yes, fam. Seymour and Cheech playing us out. See you Wednesday for the Patreon exclusive episode. See everyone else Friday. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. I blame the government. I blame the government too. Yeah. Let's get drunk. Yeah. Nothing in my pocket, not a pot to piss in But looking at these bottomless pocketed politicians Got me apoplectic uh, Call for the apocalypse to flatten Westminster Nothing less than destruction's enough All this Orwellian stuff and big brotherly love's Got me feeling just ever so slightly uncomfortable I don't know if it's a relevant wisdom But America's listening I don't want to tell him my business You're wonderful America I wouldn't ever question or look for a reason For why you've been creeping It's simple, we creep we care That's what I'm saying though It's sweet that you're there Just a minor criticism While you're minding What I'm doing There's another fucking shooting In a school I think they're needing you there A place where no one ever knows your face A place where no one ever knows your face We need to work it out some argue class doesn't exist Now check the population collecting benefits Application to benefit elderly, disabled, disarmed and harmless Act on what you preach if your doctrine is what you talk and teach From the point when empathy is replaced by greed Taxation represents the rich draining the resources of those in need Attacks the bedrooms of those with second homes and speed bumps A private education to false knows who wax lyrical about the foreign folk needing to go home How can we feel safe when a government looks out for its own? Politicians forget, only through the common may the unique be known Public servants are paid by the public self-serving Not listen to the words the protesters say
our bank is snorting the bread line the public service workers pay flows like a rabbit caught in the headlights See the panic up in the headlines Bugs on your papers and basics Acerbated by stress times Your manager bought an X5 And you thought of stabbing him And slamming the door against his head twice Parents like it gets famished before bed As if any respite will only happen in the next life We think the country will be run better by new people But generally we vote for the red of the blue people In effect we choose the lesser of two evils Like whether your fuels and leather to use diesel Say no to Tories that ate you should yeah, they're no notorious But in 010 they were victorious When a certain accord was struck Whether it's with them Tories are Labour for some the voting process Seems a little bit too laborious Apparently no one votes for less than 40 plus It's soon to be casualties of the war on drugs So don't protest, don't cause a fuss They'll have your sporting costs on a naughty bus No matter who you vote for, sure enough The government always gets insane old story Shrug.